Kaboom! Our game plan is to be the biggest and the best. Okay. When you go into anything, I feel like if you have any inclination that you're not going to be the best, you shouldn't go into it. When you go into something, you go head first and you go 100% until you are the best. And that's where we're doing. Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show. Hey, what's going on, folks? Ty from Breaker Culture. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Look, I'm on family vacation for a few more days, but I wanted to make sure I got this episode out for you tonight because... Uh, I had the awesome opportunity of sitting down with Tyler, founder and CEO of Hybrid Grading, HGA. Uh, They've been around for about a year, but really they were spending the last year, 10 to 11 months, building out this this patented platform of helping to expedite and automate grading cards. Uh, They've built an artificial intelligence to help do things in a way that we haven't seen before in the hobby. And uh, you're gonna love this interview. As a hobbyist, as a collector, uh, you're, you're going to dig Tyler. I can promise you that. But also as an entrepreneur, if if you have a business or thinking about starting a business or looking at ways to hack into things, if you will, this is a great episode because uh, we just have an honest conversation about a lot of things. Tyler started five businesses. Most of them have been massively successful. And uh, when he had the opportunity to exploit a weakness inside this hobby with some of the grading companies, he built a plan of action to go do it. And I think you're gonna be really impressed with what they're thinking at hybrid grading and how they're gonna find a way to make HGA a major player in the grading space. And uh, I'm really curious to hear your perspective on all this after you listen. So be sure to listen to the whole interview. There's tons of great nuggets. We are doing a giveaway. There's a giveaway at the end, so listen for it. You'll have to put your answer, your guess in the show notes. So be sure to listen for that. We're gonna give a $100 HGA gift card, and I'm gonna toss in a playbook uh, box of football cards, a mega box, playbook football. Um, So we'll ship those off. This is coming out on Saturday, February 6th. So we'll do by um, Wednesday, which that February 10th at 9 p.m. Central. Whoever has the guesses correctly will randomize and give that $100 gift card in HGA and uh, and also a box of playbook out to the winner. All right, thanks for bearing with uh, with me the next week as we, we I work through family vacation, but more importantly, enjoy this great conversation with Tyler at Hybrid Grading. See ya. Tyler, how you doing, man? I'm good, how you doing? I am good. It's the first time I've had two Tylers in the room together. So it's nice to talk to somebody with such a great name. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, dude, what's going on behind you? What, what am I looking at? What are all those helmets? Oh, just some of the my collectible helmets. Okay. It, Got all, all kinds of them. Do you and have I, one from every team? Um, Almost. Almost. I got the rest of I've got another probably 100 helmets over in the other room. <laughs> I'm a. I have way too many helmets. I'm way. I have way too many cards. Way too many everything. Wife always gets mad about it. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. We already <laughs> talked before. You got Joe Burrows behind you. You're a quarterback collector, right? Oh Is yeah. Your cup of tea. Yep. Are you football exclusive? Like, do you just defer to football cards? No, football, basketball, 
and then I, I mix in some baseball. Okay. What do you what do you gravitate towards in in baseball? Uh, first Bowman, just a lot of Bowman. Uh, right now I'm collecting Gonzalez, Nick Gonzalez. Okay, you you are like a good mutual fund. You're so diversified. You got all the quarterbacks. You got the first Bowmans. What do you go with in basketball? All of them. Um, <laughs> no wonder your wife gets annoyed with this. Yeah, somebody's going to pan out. But I mean, I have bunch of jaws zions obviously uh big on rj barrett if he ever comes around and shoots above 30 percent for a game um not happening no it doesn't look like it so <laughs> but no I, I try to collect a little bit of everybody very nice are you before before hga can i refer to it as hga that's why yeah, absolutely. Hybrid or, yeah. okay uh were you like the guy that would only buy psa or BGS, like I want slab cards only, or do you go buy raw and, and, and deal with that? Um, I was before this, I was spending anywhere from twenty to thirty thousand a week breaking boxes, personal boxes. I have an addiction. I love cards. That that is that definitely qualifies for an addiction. Yeah. yeah. Well, I they mean, during COVID they shut down all my casinos, and so I could spend less. <laughs> I had no, I could go spend my monthly allowance there. So it's like, all right, let's let's go on to cards now. Let's go real heavy into cards. This is getting good. This is getting good. Do you yeah. send card? Did you send cards into PSA then? I can only imagine what your bill was. What were you paying oh, yeah. PSA? I, I had a full time assistant that just dealt with my card. She was one of my nannies, and then uh, I was like, "Hey, I've got a five hundred card order, and I don't want to write all these down or type them all in." So she moved down there, and I was started doing a little bit of break in here and there because I was buying so many. And my wife's like, "Are you are you buying another thirty thousand dollar case?" I was like, "No, I'm breaking this one." She's like, "What's that?" So then I got a little bit of break in just so. I could act like I was breaking some to open the rest of them. <laughs> so, and so then I hired one of my nannies to come down and she just was sending out, I mean, we were sending in uh, anywhere from about a thousand cards a month, at least personally. Oh my gosh. I can only picture your nannies like, Hey, look, you hired me to take care of your kids. I was changing diapers last week. I'm not looking at cards anymore. This is not what I signed up for. Or does she, she like it actually, more? She's like, Hey, I think this might be easier. And I was like, Okay, so she, uh, we hired another nanny to take her spot. And she came down there, and now she's like, "What is wrong with you? Why?" <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, they're cool. It's like pieces of art, and you never know what's inside the package. You have to open it." And a lot of people are like, "As much as you buy, just store a box or two, or even a case or two. I'm like, mm, "What's in them, though?" I was like, "You want to open them, right?" So yeah, I've never been able to keep a box for more than twenty, thirty minutes. Okay, well, that was going to be my question. Do you do you wish? Do you regret? not holding some of those sealed because i mean you obviously see uh, sealed wax now it's ridiculous oh yeah absolutely from a monetary point sure yeah absolutely yeah i mean i was buying cases of prism last year february march just like everybody was eight nine thousand a case and you can't even touch it now i mean it's ridiculous so yeah i mean everything's tripled quadrupled even more in prices on the cases and boxes so yeah i wish i would have but i had a lot of fun opening so i don't regret it could have made a lot of money but i didn't you are a collector. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. The listeners are going to love that because so many guys I have on now are like, man, this is great. I flipped this and I made this much money. Yeah. I don't have anything in my collection, but I made some really good money. Yeah. I've, I've lost a lot of money, but <laughs> I have a lot of core. I have a lot of cards. So uh, to me, yeah. I, have, like, I have so many cards. I'm like, ah, I don't want to sell this one. Yeah, no, not this either. So, yeah, I I got a lot of cards. Let's put it that way. Not a lot of, uh, I I definitely show a big deficit to my wife if I had to show her. 
You had to show her. Do yeah. you, we had this conversation on the, on the live show three or four months ago. At what point, like what threshold do you have where you're like, I should probably tell my wife about this purchase. Do you have that threshold kind of mental threshold or is it just like your wife trusts you? And she's like, you'll, you'll figure it out. I handled finances. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, it, it was definitely what I spent last year in 2020 was definitely in the seven figure range on cards. Wow. That's so, a lot. Of, that's a lot of money. Uh, a lot of cards. A lot of, well, when you're buying national treasures, maybe not so many cards, but yeah, when you're buying, that's, every- true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, tell me about your kids in cards. Do you get your kids into cards at all? Um, my 15 year old kind of likes them. The one who likes them the most is my seven year old. She's a girl. <laughs> she just loves the baseball players. Yeah. I don't know where it comes from, but she every day, can I have some more baseball cards? I'm like, sure. Let's see her and look through them. So she, she'd be more to them than any of them right now. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I, uh, I was sitting down with my kids uh, a, couple, a couple nights ago, actually. We were going through some of their 3,200 count boxes of stuff that I had left over from opens that we did last two years. Right. About, you know, Luka Doncic, rookies, kind of raw, sitting unsleeved, you know, all the, the way the kids. Like part of me is like, I want them to handle cards the way they want to handle cards. I want them to enjoy it. But I pulled out some of the stuff. I'm like, guys, these are like two, three, four hundred dollar cards. Just sitting here. Let's sleeve these up the right way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. My kids aren't allowed to. They know not to touch my actual collection, but I, I show them how to sleeve them and play with them and stuff and yeah. look at them. So, but yeah, they, they learn to respect the cards and not mess with them. So, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, man, we just went on a 10 minute rant. I didn't even properly introduce you. And I will in the intro, of course. But right. I, I saw the slabs from hybrid grading probably three weeks ago on Twitter. And mm-hmm. I posted something on Twitter. I was like, these are really nice. This is great. What's up with hybrid? Who is this? Uh, and so I got routed to you and I, I've just been, I've been gravitating towards what you guys are doing. I think it's, I think it's impressive. There's a lot of little players that pop up and then they disappear. Right. And pop up, but there's something about what you guys are doing that I think is really unique. So I'm excited to talk to you about hybrid grading. That is the name of the, the grading company, hybrid grading. HGA. That's it. People are trying to figure out on eBay, like, what do I enter in the search term? I mean, right now I see them popping up as HGA. Now that people are starting to get them back in their hands. So, and that's what we want to be named, but known by, I mean, that's what the other ones, you know, they go by three letter acronyms and we, we want to compete. We're here. Beautiful. Beautiful. What, uh, what was behind the name hybrid? What were you thinking there? Um, so I've, as we were, as I got real bad, real big back into collecting last in January and started yeah. just, I mean, just buying thousands and thousands of dollars of cards a day, started, you know, subbing them out, subbing them out. And yeah. I get back a big stack. A lot of my friends have been collecting like real heavily for years. And, you know, I'd, I'd jump in a break here and there, go buy me yeah. a box here and there, but I wasn't real big into it. Cause I was saving my fifty hundred thousand dollars for the casinos. So I, you know, they were kept coming back over after my first uh, grades came back and I had like, 50, 50, around 50 uh, PSA nines. And they were looking at them like, let's crack this one, crack this one. And we cracked like 36 of them, sent them back in. I'm like, why would we do that? It was like, they already got graded. And they're like, oh, most of them should come back tens. And like 20 out of the 36 came back tens. I'm like, that's, that's awkward. That's, is that normal? They're like, oh yeah, it's just a way for them to double dip. I'm like, is it really double dipping? And so I started looking at the process. I'm like, so it's just whoever grades them. I was like, so it's their point of view from what they were trained. And everybody just views cards a little differently. Yeah. So um, I was like, why is this how all the companies work? And, you know, as you, as I started looking more, you know, research and more people are like, why is there no AI? Why is there no development? I'm an entrepreneur, own other businesses. And so I was like, 
let's see if we can, you know, come up with this. So we spent almost almost a year now developing our AI program. Um, there was eight people working on it for the past year. It's been pretty costly, but it's worth it. So the hybrid comes from we scan it, we grade it, we analyze it, it the software grades it, but we still have two quality assurance behind it just to double check, you know, that it's still that we're not being too harsh with the grades and that it's not being too lenient with the grades. You know, we're setting all the parameters and everything, but it's still a new technology. So we're still, we'll always, you know, just have quality assurance, just like any manufacturing company does. So that's our manufacturing step. And uh, we'll just double check behind it. So hybrid just means that we're going to be using humans and computer eyes to grade the cards, try to get a more consistent grade across the field. Interesting. I want to dig into that because I'm really curious. I have some questions. I come from the tech background, so I'm really curious about some stuff you're doing. Um, but I'm when when you looked at the grading market, like what was the pain, the true pain that you felt like people were feeling that you could change? Was it just the backlog? I mean, what did you really think you could solve? Just multiple things. Um, one was the customer service. Like, you know, as it started to get back up, backed up their customer service fell behind too. And I, and I understand that, you know, I own businesses and I know what it's like, you know, when you have a big influx of business one week versus other weeks, you might be a day or two behind on calls. But yeah. when I'm not getting any calls back, when I had questions about an order, when they send me cards back with switched labels and you can't even get an email back for two to three weeks to know what you do with these. That one was a 10,000. This happened to me, a $10,000 Zion and an $8,000 LeBron came back with the label switch. Took them three weeks to even send me a message back. When they sent me a message back, they're like, we don't know exactly what to do. We'll get you in touch with somebody else. It took us five weeks before we were able to send a card back. I mean, just between customer service, the inconsistent grades, um, I just felt like they just didn't care. So and I felt like I, as a entrepreneur, somebody who tries to provide the best service at all my businesses, I was like, man, I could I could do this better. I don't want to reinvent the wheel, but somebody has to be able to do this better. So, you know, so I started you know talking to people and you know, just seeing what would make a better company. And, you know, we've, we, we're, we've really listened. I mean, even since we've opened, people have said, hey, can you offer this? Can you offer that? Can you do this? You know, I'm always going to stand behind our company and try to make it the best company possible. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I think you, that is a, a definite pain point. I can't, I mean, every day I feel like I see something either from Beckett or PSA where there's there's just missing the mark on customer service period. Yeah. It doesn't matter and, how I mean, good the response is, it's a month later. Yeah, and the turnaround times are, and obviously, I mean, that just goes without saying. I mean, right. like BGS 10 days, that's what I've always done with them. Um, and then now it's like 150 plus days is what they're showing. And I have a 10-day order out at PSA. I think we just looked yesterday to check on it. It's five and a half months already for a 10-day through PSA. And I'm just like, I mean, we have we have right now, I, I personally have 1,800 cards, I think, at PSA. So, I mean, I've got tons of cards still sitting out there and, you know, it just gets old. Like, you know, a lot of, not just me, not me, but to a point, I guess I'm an investor because, you know, I'll, I'll flip the cards that I don't want. You know, I'll flip some of the running backs, wide receivers, people that I'm not collecting. But um, when you're an investor and you're trying to move cards, if you've got to get them graded and get them back, I mean, you're missing a whole season, no matter what sport it is. I mean, most sure. sports are five months long. By the time you're waiting five months on a 10 day, you, you've missed the whole season. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, to me, it's, they're, they're affecting a lot of people negatively. I mean, between um, just the stress, the money, the money, the costs keep going up, the timelines keep getting longer. I mean, if coming from an, from an investor standpoint, I mean, they're really just messing with the market. Do you believe that? Do you truly believe that? Yeah, absolutely. You mean in the sense that they they know that if they rush through this, that it will, it'll totally shatter supply and demand or? Possibly. I mean, for the point of like, if I have Kelton Johnson's 
and he started yeah. playing good at the beginning of the year. I need him back. If I try to send it in as an investor, if I had held on to him thinking, hey, he might blow up, I'll wait to get him graded. Now, if I'm trying to get him graded, I'm going to miss the mark on it. By the time they come back in five months, we're going to be in the playoffs. Spurs don't look like they're – I mean, who knows if they're going to even be in the playoffs. So I just – I don't know if they're doing it on purpose. I wouldn't accuse them of anything like that. I just think that as an investor trying to invest, you're, you're, you're missing the mark. You're missing the boat on half of the rookies that you could turn and make a profit on. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. So when you started hybrid and you know the pain that already exists – and you know that you're going to build up the hype and, and, you know, all things work out well, you're going to have plenty of cards to grade. How do you, how do you prevent yourself from falling into that same situation they're in volume um, killed their business? Yeah. And that's exactly what we refuse to let happen. So we have uh, limiters in place. So right now we started off with 800 the first week, and then we moved to a thousand cards we'll accept then to 1200. And we're going to continue to increase our limit of cards we'll accept through our submission portal. So we will never take in more cards than we can actually grade. The way we have it set up now is we're around 50 to 60% of what we can physically know we can grade. We allow in, you know, a deviation for any, you know, internet down, whatever issues we come across. We leave a pretty good deviation, about a 30, 40, 50% deviation, depending on as we increase to where we know we can get all the cards done within their timeline. And most of our customers have gotten their cards back on 10 days and five to seven days, 30 days are getting back in 14 days. Um, you know, we're going to always try to beat our timelines. I mean, that's, you know, to me, customer service is the most important and following your word. And, I'll, and so, yes, I could open the floodgates. We can see how many, so we allow our customers to go in, go ahead and go ahead and put their cards in and get them ready for Friday. You got um, some my daughter. Daughter's popping. No, you're fine. Um, but um, they can go ahead and put their cards and get them ready for Friday. Right now, we have 5,000 cards sitting in our portal. Now, come Friday, I mean, they're still going to be putting them in until Friday. Come Friday, we open up 1,200 slots. We're going to have at least 4,000 cards that won't get to put, be able to put through. Are we missing out on a lot of income? Absolutely. But I'd rather miss out on income than take in cards and get behind and be the exact same thing that I'm competing against. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, first off, you exceeding the time guarantee. It's a, it's a mind blown. Like that, that doesn't, I don't even comprehend that in the grading space. So that that's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I've been trying to submit cards all week to you guys because I wanted to go through the process before our conversation and right. you've capped out already. Right. I can't get any in until yeah. I think Friday at nine or something like that. Friday, Friday at 9 PM. Yeah. Last yeah. week we had a thousand spots and it sold out by 1040, I think. Which is, which is cool. awesome. Obviously the market's telling right. you this is something they want. Um, so you're right now you're capping out at how many cards a week? Uh, this we're, we're moving up each week. So we're at 12, we'll move to 1200 this week. Awesome. Awesome. And when, when you're looking at you, obviously you run businesses, it sounds like you have quite a few and you're, yeah. you're an efficiency guy. When you see that and you're moving it up, what are you trying to kind of work on the most in terms of in, in impacting your efficiency. In other words, are you saying, okay, we got to move this up. So we got to fix our AI platform or you know what? We got to hire more people. We've got this process down. What are you really laser focused on? The process is a hundred percent smooth. The only mm -hmm. thing we're missing is employees. We just put up a big post that we're willing to re pay the relocation fees for the right employees to move from anywhere in the country. Um, uh -huh. We just want people who are dedicated to sport cards. I mean, since we pretty much taken the human element mostly out of it, we don't really need your 20-year graders. We have a couple on staff already that we've all sat down and wrote all the algorithms and everything 
off of all the scans that we've done of PSA 10s, PSA 9s, BGS 10s, BGS 9 and has. You know, we scanned them thousands of times to create our algorithms. So mm-hmm. we don't need a lot of like graders. We need people who are passionate about sports cards and passionate about becoming the best and providing the best customer service. So that's uh, the process is here. All we know, we've got it broken down to each station, how many cards they can process per day. And so as we're growing, we just have to continue to hire, train, and get them in ready. How many can one person process? What's the number? Depends on which station you're talking about. We have nine stations. So the the card actually goes through nine separate stations. Incredible. Okay. So, I mean, our slowest station is the scanning. Um, At best, a person can go through, uh, we can go through 150 per scanner per day. Um, Takes over three minutes to do an actual full-fledged 4,800 DPI scan on it to where the software can actually do its job. So that's our slowest station, about 150 cards per day. Got so, okay. You're getting in a so, card, you're scanning it. AI kicks in and starts the process of figuring out what that card should be graded at. Yeah. And that, and that process, you know, just that process alone. I mean, just the scan takes three minutes, the actual grade, the analyzing and everything is another few minutes. So, I mean, what, what we do is we actually run multiple scanners, multiple grading computers at one time. So in order to up all our, all we have to do is just continue to bring in more people to bring in more computers and more of our scanners that are custom built. So, Incredible. So you've built the AI platform literally from the ground up. This is patented technology that you guys have. Yes. Um, now the people who build it, they have backgrounds and image processing. They all came from different image fields. Um, so they've combined a lot of the back knowledge of different softwares and stuff that they, either they've worked on, they're familiar with, that they've researched to pull everything out hmm. of the way that they've scanned other objects to do measurements and stuff we've actually had um as we've developed this a couple of them have contacts through the health care field the health field the medical field and um there's a big need for something like this in the medical field so it's something we could even take this technology and you know lease it over into the medical field as well just because it's it's so precise in the measurements and everything that it gives that's incredible what do you what would you say was the hardest thing to kind of figure out with your algorithm? I would assume surface is probably pretty hard, but what what did you have to keep tweaking to really get it right? Um, I, I, this is the biggest issue we keep getting. People want more information on the AI and because it's proprietary to us and I'm waiting for my developers to you know to shoot the video and to do the explanation without me saying too much. The surface isn't it, it was the hardest of the four subgrades. but in order to even get to there, we had to actually be able to get hundred percent crystal clear scan of the card. When you do any types of scans, you have what's uh, shadows. Um, The shadows, if you try to do image detection on it, it's going to pick up the shadows and the shadows are not straight. So it took weeks and weeks and weeks of different types of manipulations to actually remove the shadows. So, I mean, we they they probably had almost two months alone just in trying to remove the shadows 100% and to, to turn off the detection of shadows. So they've done a lot to it um, with Surface um, without going into too much detail. They've sure. instead of using the actual image, they were able to turn the image to a frequency, which is easily more understood by a computer. Um, so from there, you know, I don't my developers might be like, oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> I don't know what I'm allowed to say, what I'm not allowed to say. They spend a lot of time. I just pay them and I understand what they tell me. I don't understand what's not knowledgeable, what's not, but they turn it into frequencies because you can see the change of contrast in frequencies a lot smoother to where you can detect like, oh, wait, here's a blip on our frequency. So we know that's an issue area. 
So even on your foils and stuff, you can see a rippling effect, which is normal. But when you see a ripple and a drop or anything, that's when you know you have your issues in it. So that's where it starts doing all of its full detection at. Interesting. Yeah. First off, you sound incredibly intelligent about it. So I think uh, your developers would be really pleased with your explanation. Yeah. I'm just hoping they don't get mad at me because I I was talking to him about the frequencies and he's like, oh, be careful what you tell people. I'm like, oh, sorry. I've already (laughs) said that a few times. He's like... (laughs) They just shake their head at me, the lead developer. He's like, you can't, you can't go tell people. He's like, this is all still new. He's like, you want to make sure we get it out there for a while before anybody else has a chance. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I'd... So yeah. but I'm, I'm very transparent. I, I don't want to be, I'm not that company who's going to try to hide everything. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's how I live my life. Just what anything you want to know, just ask. <laughs> like, I love it. I, I, respect it. I respect that for sure. Um, so when, when the, when the card comes, it, it finishes the AI and then it goes to somebody, you said a lot of times you're still having people look over it. What are they typically looking at then? Are they just, they're looking for anomalies or they're looking to the, maybe check something that you didn't think was flagged correctly? Um, if, if they check any flags, um, they'll just okay. go through when they'll see the scans and we're working on a, a program to where everybody, all the customers will be able to see their scans as well. Um, that's oh. probably two, three, four months away. I mean, being able to, we got to pull it out from there, pull it into our custom software, pull it into our email programs and then push it out. So it's going to take a while to develop that. But like I said, we want them to know exactly what was wrong with their cards instead of coming back as a eight service. And they're like, I don't see anything wrong with it. Well, it'll actually show the detections, but after it leaves there, so they go, they'll go over this, the quality. We have two quality assurance steps, you know, they're going to go over it and that they're just going to make sure that, you know, from their years of experience, they're going to make sure that it's still falling within a visual, you know, a computer is very, it's not a, then a lot of people said, well, it still has to have good eye appeal. And you're right. I mean, computer is, it, it's not going, it doesn't know eye appeal. So we sure. still look at it and make sure that what it's detecting is actually worth denoting the flaws off of. And we've done this thousands of times, but you know, you still want to make sure as you go through to make sure that it's uh, reading the cards, right? So we have two quality assurance steps just to double check that it's accurate and it's grading. And the point of that the eye appeal is not visually affected more or less than what the computer's sh- saying. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Um, yeah. I'm assuming your your algorithms are so tight now where you could probably take, and maybe you've done this, where you take some PSA 9s and you run them through the system to see if it would grade to the PSA 9 or a PSA 10. Um what what do you think it says about the current grading schema and results right now from BGS and PSA now that you have your system set up? Incredibly. It's, it's, just, it's, it's just inconsistent. I mean, we've taken PSA 10s. We've scanned PSA 9s that score way better with us than some of the PSA 10s. Um, mm-hmm. BGS, I mean, they're, they're a little closer, but you're going to see – we see a lot of inconsistencies with their stuff. Um, we see sometimes that they're marking off for, I mean, minuscule marks that we don't feel should be. So – we try to, when we went through, you know, we got a big variation of scans from each grade level. Yeah. They try to, you know, set a baseline. We do it. Keep talking. I'm good. Uh, okay. It says battery exhausted on my side. I was confused. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I was like, you're tired. Um, but no, they, uh, we, we went through, we're trying to, we're not trying to tighten up the grading. I mean, we can make it as tight as we wanted to, you know, make sure you have 50, 50 uh, centering and everything, but we had to go off of the industry standards or if we become, if we come in and like, it's hard to get a nine with us. Nobody's going to want an eight and a half or an eight on all their cards. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it's funny. I've never seen it before. Battery exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I just thought you got tired on me. <laughs> I'm a robot. I didn't tell you. I'm actually a bot. Yeah, <laughs> battery exhausted, shutting down. 
battery exhausted. Um, fascinating. No, that that uh, that is that is interesting. I think everyone would assume that there's a lot of inconsistencies, but now that you actually have a you have artificial intelligence really validating this point, I think it's uh, it's it's really interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. So. Talk to me then about your decision on subgrades. Uh, I mean, I get it. There's only there's only four really important ways that people care about their card being graded. Um, you're sticking with the same four subgrades, right? Right. And you are you are you on a half point scale? We are, are on a half point get, scale. Okay. We we pre- I prefer the BGS model when I'll set it up. I prefer it, and from a collector standpoint, so you know exactly what you're getting. Um, yeah. Like I said, from our scans, BGS is a lot more consistent. Um, than PSA scale from okay. what we're seeing. Um, I, I like it. So that way you can truly tell, I mean, if your card is being graded or not, I mean, to go through and actually have to give a grade for each thing, you know, that at least BGS is looking at the card longer than putting a 10 on it or nine on it. You really don't know how much work goes into it. You've seen, you know, the videos and the promo videos that they've done and shown how it's graded. Right. But you, since you're not seeing the subgrades, you don't know how well they're inspecting everything. And I feel like that's what happens sometimes. You know, you, I think you have some graders that are like, Hey, as long as the edges and corners are sharp, we're good to go. And then the centering, I mean, I've seen some, we've seen some up like 69, 31 still had tens on them. I'm like, Hmm, that's, that's pretty far off. Okay. So, and I, and I think, you know, it's just at least when with BGS, like I said, they're at least analyzing each small part as they're going. Right. Right. Are you doing then, uh, something similar to BGS with, with black labels and kind of like the perfect card? What, what's Tell people our, about our your, your instead of being called a black label is just flawless. We have yeah. a new special label. Um, we had our actual first drop of it today from our designers. Uh, we looked at it. There's some small tweaks we're making. Hopefully, to have that out tomorrow or the next day, we'll have um, an example yep. of it out. Gotcha. And I'm assuming that would be four tens. It is. Yep. We have pristine tens, which is three tens, one nine and a half. I mean, real similar to the BGS scale. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um. So when when you were looking at, and I haven't seen a slab in person, so a little bit of this is just me kind of looking at pictures of it, and I can't wait to get one of my own hands here. What what kind of went into your thought process of developing the perfect slab? What is it you didn't like about current slabs, and, and really, what did you what were you hoping to accomplish with your slab? Um, when it came to slabs, I mean that was that was actually a whole that was a lot more in depth than I think most people understand. Like if you want a true good solid slab you can buy some off the internet and buy you know off ebay but you're going to see the ejector pinholes you're going to see uh, fill lines you're going to see a lot of runs in them they're not actually solid cases they're made overseas for probably five ten cents a piece not good quality cases so we went to an actual injection molding company and been working with one it took us three to four months to actually get the design laid out and patented they're completely stackable um interlocking they interlock so well sometimes that they're hard to get apart um, they almost like vacuum seal just the ridges that are on the back. And a lot of people, you know, can attest to this now that they're getting it back in their hands, but they will just snap straight together. I and mean, we've stacked them over a hundred high here in the building. Um, <laughs> just, you know, just to see how well they stack and uh, they, they stack very well. The only things I there's not a lot, I don't really like about BGS or PSA's case. The PSA case feels a, a cheaper made than uh, BGS. Yeah. You know, BGS is a little thicker and bulkier, but I almost feel like, it was made in the eighties and it's just yeah. not been really updated. It's a lot heavier material. So there's a big discrepancy between them. So we, we try to go right in between split the difference. It's still a lightweight, but it's a lot more durable than the PSA. It's not flimsy. I mean, you can't bend and break it. 
Um, we've did all kinds of tests when they were built, trying to put hammer presses, arbor presses, everything through it. And um, just, you know, testing the durability of ours versus all of them. Ours is a lot stronger than both. Um, we, we, you know, mess with them, you know, blocking cards in there, uh, welding them and then trying to break them out. It's, it's horrendous. I mean, if anybody ever tries to crack one of our cards, good luck. I mean, it's, it's a mess. I'm like, it's. So you're not re-slabbing an HGA card. That's what you're saying. Um, good luck. <laughs> I mean, it, it took us over a hundred. I mean, we, we tried about everything. I mean, trying to, we, we had some special tools and stuff to actually cut them, but I mean, we just tried to, you know, use a lot of the ways that people show you online, how to break them. And we tried about every single one. You can't break ours like any way like that, which is wild. But, um, but no, it took us, it took us four months of development to get our cases. They're just, uh, we took away like PSA has the, um, that, weird bubble material or whatever it's kind of hard to see through it not real transparent we went 100 percent um, clear all around the whole case and we made it symmetrical so across the bottom versus the across the top it's the exact same spacing all the way around psa has a little more gap at the bottom than it does at the top it just kind of throws off the balance we thought um it's about all that's about it i mean height wise i think we're just over a tenth inch taller than either one of them and about uh 800 of an inch wider so it's not even much the size difference is minuscule between the three cases got it so you won't you won't necessarily need a new grading card sleeve people are buying it'll it'll slip right nope. in one no nope. slides there right in the ones that you can pre-buy for psa fits right in your graded card holding boxes right in your if you've got the briefcases fits right in there as well beautiful i'm putting the ceo in the spot but do you have any cases slabs right in your office there Mm-hmm. I got something on the back. Hold on one second. All right. Just went to the back. This order just got finished. You can. Oh, oh, this way. There you go. Oh, beautiful. Okay. We'll talk about the colors here in a second. So that, that is, yeah, it looks bigger because the label's smaller. Is that, was that what I'm picking up? Let me see. Um, there's a little more space around the side. You got a PSA one here somewhere. Do I have a PSA so here, I mean, here's a BGS case. There you I mean, go. you can see they are not a whole. Wait, there we go. So oh yeah, not that, not far off at all. Everything's backwards on the thing. And then there we go. So I mean, you can see. I mean, they're almost the same size. There's not a whole big difference between them. Yeah, and then, and what then about the side view. Let's see how thick they are comparably. The BGS is just oh, a, the BGS is just a hair thicker than us. We're it. a little. We're we're in the middle thickness wise. Okay. I have a PSA one here somewhere. I know I do. I just set it down. Oh, anyway, yeah. Um, that's where the PSA one was, but yeah. No, that, that's there. helpful. Um, so, so talk to me a little about the the label itself. I know you can you can grade it when you select when you're grading. You're going to say, "Hey, I want team colors. I want card colors or neutral." I think those are the three, right? Yeah. Yeah. We oh. um, we got a neutral, you know, and we we're getting ready to update that a neutral white or a neutral black. So that way you can kind of pick. So if you want to just a real basic label, we got a, a white one and a black one, and then you can do card match or you can do team color match. I don't have a card match, but like for any variation, I mean, this is just another team match. This is Kobe white. That's but sweet. if you want, if it was like a variation, I've got all kinds of cars around here. Um, that was a red variation or for the Packers. If you wanted to be red, then we could do the card match with the red. Oh, God. Okay. So then what are you doing then for your flawless and pristine? Are you doing anything special on the slab or the label? Um, 
not on the pristine we're not but on the flawless we are and like i said it, it, we, our designers just got us our first prototype back today and uh we were pretty pleased with it uh there was a couple small little changes we wanted to make to it um hopefully we'll be ready to show that off tomorrow the next day everything that i, I push and i push i'm like we should have it ready today and it's always one or two days after i say <laughs> i'm like I, i'm ready to get this done i'm i'm putting in 16 18 hours a day and i'm I'm all over this. I'm very passionate about it. Spoken like a true entrepreneur. I need Absolutely. this. I need this now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, incredible. So when you when you were thinking about the labels, was was your idea like, look, this is boring. This is outdated. We got younger generation coming in. They probably care more about the aesthetics. What was kind of your mindset with the label itself? Pretty much. I mean, that and would you get a three, 400 cards back at a time. It's very boring seeing the same exact thing. Yeah. And it, it only matches a portion of the cards. And I'm like, it's just, some cards just come back and just don't look good with it. I mean, it, yeah. it looks old and outdated. And I, I mean, they don't have to do much. I mean, there's two companies that own the market. We all know that BGS and PSA have the market cornered and owned. Um, they don't have to change anything. So it's not hurting their business. Their labels don't need to change because they don't have to. So me, I'm like, let's just make something more eye appealing. Like when you get it back, I mean, to me, I'm, I love the look of our label. Some people say it's too much. So we know we've offered, you know, card match and then we've offered neutral. You know, we want to make sure that everybody has their options and why not? You're paying good money to get your cards graded. Yeah. If you're keeping them, might as well just, you know, make them look the way you want. Absolutely. No, I love it. <laughs> Flexibility is not a bad thing. No sweat yeah. off your back, right? You develop the template and it's. <laughs> I mean, it. It, takes, it takes a little bit longer than what their system does, but it's worth it. I mean, it's worth it to give somebody an option to have a better looking slab to me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and look, the reality is some people actually do collect cards, like we were talking about at the beginning, and they exactly. want their, their cards to look cool. They don't, they're not yep. still doing it just to go flip it. So, yeah. Okay. So, so help me understand that when you went into this, uh, I love the slabs. I love the idea with the labels. You just mentioned that PSA and BGS have essentially cornered the market. And I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Right. Which, which one do you think is truly going to be your pet competitor two years from now? Do you think BGS continues to, I mean, cause I think BGS has struggled the last year. I think. Yeah. I'm I, agree. That. I think PSA is definitely, definitely the top dog. Um, and I think they will be the main competition. And the only thing I see is they continue to shoot themselves in the foot. I mean, they just opened up grading Funko pops and, you know, they're grading more and more things, which is great for them. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they're going private and, you know, it'll allow them to pump more money into their owner's pockets. But at what cost? I mean, what's your timeline's going to be in another month, another two months when people are like, oh, awesome. Now we can grade all of our Funko Pop dolls. I know some huge Funko Pop collectors. So, I mean, if they send in 10, 20,000 of those, there goes your cards. There you go. Yeah. I mean, there goes everything another week or two out, another another month. And I, I mean, I think that's going to be our biggest competition. They, I feel like they definitely have taken first place way past BGS. Not but I mean, yeah. if they cared more, I think it wouldn't be an issue. I wouldn't be here today if either one of the companies cared more about the customers and cared to actually treat the people right. But when I see all my friends and stuff and, you know, they're losing money, they're, they're like, um, am I ever going to see my cards again? And you can't get a response. And, you know, my friends are, you know, like, I needed to flip half those cards to buy my next set of cards, you know, and I'm like, they're getting their cards back. I'm just like, man, I was like, I can fix it. I think I can fix it. And, you know, I'm just that guy. I just try to fix everything. And like, if it's not working, there has to be a better way. And there's definitely, I see some of the struggles they are up against. I mean, yeah. No marketing. I did no marketing. You know, I have a pretty big group that I break with a couple. I, I break with probably 15, 20 different groups. Spent a lot of money. They know everybody around 
that I, you know, I break with love me. And they all knew about it. You know, I, I told quite a few of them and uh, they're like, Hey, we'll send us, you know, some of your, our customers and stuff. And I figured it'd be a nice, slow, steady growth, but it hasn't been. I mean, our first, our first full week in business, we sold out in three days. Our second full week in business, we sold out in 71 minutes. Like, and I mean, don't get me wrong. It's only a thousand cards, but I mean, right now we have over 5,000 sitting in our database that people have put in, in the past four days waiting for a Friday. So we, by the time Friday came along, we could be at seven, 10,000 cards that have been entered. So there's definitely a need. There's, we can definitely hear from the support we're getting. There needs to be another competitor. There needs to be more options for people. So it will help with the backlog. It'll help give another true company some validation. So where everybody's not having to jam their cards into one or two companies. And competition is always great. At worst, all we do is we put a little fire under BGS and PSA and they pick up their butts and I'm back to, you know, sub my cards with them. If somehow they ever put me out of business, which they won't, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I love the approach. I can almost sense that you're the type of guy that would rather sit back and find an opportunity and find a weakness and then build a business around it. Yep. And it, okay it was, this was purely accidental. I mean, it was just me and my friends, you know, we're sitting here talking about, we grade cars. We love cards. We get yeah. up, we meet up, break boxes together. And it, there's, there's more than just one issue. I mean, mm -hmm. that everybody's experiencing the price increases. I'm, I'm not saying the prices are outlandish, but I, when you see it changing week by week by week, and they just continue to go higher, that's one thing. But when they're like, Hey, it's no longer $20, it's $30. Yeah. And it's not gonna be one week. Now it's two weeks. Oh, now it's $50 in two months. I'm like, Wait a second. The higher the price goes, the longer it gets. And no, it shouldn't be like that. It should be, yeah. hey, the more you pay, the shorter time. And it's not like that. It's going, it's going because of the supply and demand. I mean, there's only two companies doing that. And you have millions of people collecting. Yep, you're right. Why didn't SGC work? Um, I think they uh, they opened their doors. They took in way too many cars. They got backlogged. Everybody was looking. I think everybody was excited about a third option. They took in, I, bet, I had a big order with SGC, me and a couple of my buddies, we sent in 700 cards to SGC, 20-day turnaround, 146 days is what it was to the T that we got the, our, our cards back from there. I mean, not going to work. I mean, you can't come as a new company and your very first thing, you lie to your customers. You can't say 20-day, business day, turnaround, and you send it back in 146. You're not close. Yeah. If it was 30, 40 days, I mean, people might be like, okay, yeah, they got more than they expected. Well, put a limit. Stop the submissions. Tell people no. Like, it's yeah. simple. Say we can't handle them, you know, be honest with your customer base. That's all you have to do. Like we can't handle them. We're going to grow. I mean, that's what we're doing. I'm, I'm honest with people right now. We're at 20, 25, 26, 27 employees. I, I don't even know. And we'll continue to grow, but I'm not going to grow faster than I can actually handle the cards. There's yeah. no point in that. I'm, I'm going to just piss everybody off and I'm going to be in the same boat as SGC, except worse because they had established themselves into the vintage market at least. Yeah. So, I mean, I have to, play the hand I'm dealt and what I'm dealt is if I treat everybody right and I have slow and steady growth, we'll be around for a long time and continue to hopefully chip away at the leader until we pass them. Absolutely. So your, your numbers now you're, you're going to be capping. You're going to get to 2000 pretty quick. It sounds like probably next week, week after um, uh, next week or the week after, I think next week we might go to 1500 and then 2000. Um, I think that's our goal right now. Um, if we can do it faster, we'll do it faster. Um, I can already sense the frustration, right? People are going to hear this, going to want to submit cards and they're not going to be able to submit it. And then they're going to think, okay, what do I do now? I want to get my cards in. That's, that's a problem. That's, I get it. That's, yeah. that's our biggest issue right now. I mean, yep. is 
we don't want to lose the momentum we're gaining by people trying to log in and be like, oh, it's out. Of, it's out. You're, well, they're full. They're full. And we don't want to get to that point. So, you know, I'm doing everything I can. I, like I said, I'm aggressively hiring. I'm offering relocation. Anything I can do to bring on people who love sports cards. The process is here. It's just adding people in place and training them and teaching them the HGA way to handle cards, to deal with customers. You know, I, I'm very adamant on responding to everybody. And, you know, I, we've fallen behind. I've got now three assistants that work for me. And just sitting here answering between intercom and Twitter, Facebook. We haven't even got on Twitter and uh, Instagram very heavily, but people were seeing posts, uh, seeing our card shared, and then they're uh, finding us through Facebook, intercom, just emails, websites. I mean, just any way they can get a hold of us, they are. And we love it, and we're trying to keep up with all the messages. So I'm just going to continue hiring until we and we'll always keep up. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you're figuring things out. And and I, I think from my perspective, right, I log in on a Monday, I can't submit, I get, I can build out my submission. Uh, sorry, if you hear my kids screaming in the background, it sounds like they're having like fun. Um, you, it'd be really interesting to see if you could figure out a way to get a wait list built where I, I can be notified like, hey, your submission, eh, you can send it in now, right? Almost like Chick-fil-A, right? You can pull into your spot now, your food's coming out. You know, that to me would be really cool instead of thinking, okay, what if I don't make it this Friday? I got to wait right. again on next Friday. I'm sure you're figuring that out, but that, that was yeah. one of my pain points immediately was like, I want to take part in this, but I can't even yeah. get a submission in. <laughs> I get it. I, I, like I said, we never dreamed to have that. We thought, I really honestly thought, Hey, if we can, you know, jump up two to 500 cards a week as we grow, we'll stay ahead of the curve. That didn't happen. The curve hit us way faster than we expected. Yeah. Um, way Great faster. Problem. I mean, it, it is, but I feel bad now because my goal is to, you know, be able to offer as many submissions. I mean, we want we want our cards out there. We want everybody to put them in their hands because seeing pictures of something versus having them in your hands and comparing them is two different things. So sure. we want we don't want them in as many hands as possible. We're going to open up memberships, and you know, we're looking at different ways of like making sure like our when we open up our memberships in the next couple of weeks, we'll have guaranteed. You know, each member will be able to have guaranteed so many slots available to them. So you know, that way they don't have to, you know be worried about like, Oh, great. I'm going to miss it or something. So, wow. you know, we're looking at all kinds of different ways. We have lots of logistics people on our staff that are trying to figure out a, a better way to allow the majority of people to get at least some submissions through us. That makes sense. That was going to be my suggestion. Cap some people cap me. Let me send in 10, something like that. But yeah. it sounds like I'll just be a member, which I will be. Awesome. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, your vision ultimately for hybrid grading, where do you see this a year from now? I mean, what you, you're an entrepreneur, you've, you've been through multiple businesses, you own some now, you probably sold some off. What is your goal a year from now? Maybe your goal from three years from now, what, what is the, the, the game plan from your perspective? Our game plan is to be the biggest and the best. Okay. When you go into anything, I feel like if you have any inclination that you're not going to be the best, you shouldn't go into it. When you go into something, you go head first and you go hundred percent until you are the best. And that's where we're doing around the clock. I have a great staff. I have some guys that are working 60, 80, hundred hours with me. My, my IT development team, they're putting in, I mean, it's four o'clock some mornings and we're still all up sitting here configuring problems, getting, you know, more solutions, new features ready to go. I'll outwork anybody. These big dogs have gotten complacent. I haven't. We're hungry. We're going to eat. PSA. Nat Turner. Watch your there back. you go. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I mean, we, if I came into this with a goal and my goal was to take care of people and the more support we're getting, I love it. I'm like, okay, it's not just me. I mean, yeah. and I've seen it across the industry, but we see so many people like, Hey, we're behind you, whatever we can do, you know, 
I've got a lot of big group subbers coming out, like showing me their PSA submissions, thousands of uh, submissions a month. They're like, can we move you? Or we, we want to support you 100%. And a lot of them came to me and said, never had a problem with PSA, been subbing there for five, seven, ten years, but we want to support you now. They're like, we love what you're doing. We love your ideology. We love the way you're going. And uh, we like how you take, you're trying to take care of people. Um, so I really think that we've, got a really good support system already started we're three weeks in with i mean we came out of nowhere we didn't know when we were going to be launching i mean i literally was like all right time to tell the world let's go and um i I didn't want to do any lead up because with all technology stuff every time i'd like all right let's have it done by november 30th and they're like okay well by the time november 30th came around it was like hey we got another bug another glitch another this another that hey the system's not moving as fast as we'll need it to this isn't working so i was like I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to start doing teasers because I don't want to be like, hey, we're going to be ready this date. And then by that time that comes up, not be ready. So I was waiting until we we're ready. And then I was like, let's go 100 percent ahead. I can see why you don't sleep. Oh, yeah, I don't. It's got to be absolutely insane. It absolutely. is. Let's shift away from the hobby for a minute. Um, how do you manage yourself in terms of just living an efficient life? You're running... You have your hands in multiple businesses. What are the little tips and tricks for other people that run their own businesses for just managing your life? Um, spend one hour a week with a therapist. Let her help you. <laughs> I go to therapy one hour a week just for her to help me like calm down and like refocus things. I mean, when you're when you're an entrepreneurial mind and you want to be the best at everything, it doesn't matter what it is. You do everything a hundred percent, a hundred miles an hour. I'm not, I'm not the best on giving life advice. I'm going to tell you, I, I just live as if I'm going to die today and I just get as much done as I can. Hmm. So how do you, how do you balance work and family? You have five kids, probably beautiful family. How do you balance that? Um, the quality time that I get with them most of the time is vacations when we take them to the beach and stuff. Um, I see them in the evenings, you know, I, I, this is definitely taking up way more time than I thought it would. And like I said, if I, if I could go back to day one, I'm almost $2 million in deep. And I've, I mean, this is to say I've been, I work a hundred hours a week. That's probably, that's on the low end. I mean, if I say I put in a hundred hours a week, I put in a hundred hours a week or more. And I've been doing that for months now. Um, so it's definitely affected my family life. I mean, I see my kids when I wake up, I go wake them up, give them hugs and kisses. I try to run home. I'm five, seven minutes right now from my house. I run home at lunch and see them then. And then I'll run home an hour here and there and see them when I can. Um, it wasn't, I never planned it to be that way. I didn't realize all the stress and all the little intricate details that go into this that have become, you know, big hurdles like, uh, like this, the slabs. I mean, it was a four month process to get it done. Yeah. You're tired again. Yeah. Battery's tired. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's definitely, if I could go back, it, it's a hard trade-off to give up almost a year of your family for a business. Mm. But when I started into it, I, I did it for a goal. And, you know, if I, if I quit now, I'm teaching my kids bad habits. Like, it don't you don't quit on anything. You know, I still see my kids when I can. Wife brings them down. I go visit them when I can. Um, weekends, I'm still working. I try to cut down to eight to ten hours on the weekends so I can see them in the evenings a little more. But right now, I mean, my focus has been this. And my wife's great. She's got – We've got three nannies, so I mean, my kids are getting all the support and love they need. Um, but I'm missing them, so hopefully, I get it all ironed out here in the next three or four months, and you know, flowing a lot stronger and smoother than where we're at right now. Mm. 
Yeah, absolutely. What what do you what do you think you do every day that gives you an advantage over the next person you're competing with? Because there's things you figure out, you figure out a way to tweak your life and you approach life in a unique way. What is it that you do that makes you unique? Um, I don't like to lose. And that's, I had a talk with my therapist today about that. She's like, why are you like this? And I, I'm like, I don't have any idea. I'm like, I just don't like to lose. I don't, yeah. it's losing is not anything that's I'm, I'm competitive from playing sports or anything. And I don't like to lose at anything. And I want to be the best at everything I do. So just having that mindset, knowing that there's companies out there that are bigger than us and more yeah. reputable. And I don't like that. I know we're brand new and I, I don't like that mindset. I don't like that when people are questioning my thoughts on the industry or they question like, is he legit? Does he really care? Is he just here to make a quick dollar and leave? You know, that bothers me. So that's why I do as many podcasts. That's why I try to be as hundred percent transparent on he on all the podcasts on our Facebook page on our website. You know, I'm trying to keep everybody up to date on everything we're doing. I, I, I truly care. I wouldn't be here. A hundred percent. No, you're, you're putting in a hundred hours a week. And the fact that you're on a podcast at seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night on a th Thursday, what is it? Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday. That was a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, tell us about the tools and platforms you use. Maybe the mobile device, your, your own apps that you like, maybe it's something uh, uh, on your MacBook, whatever you're using. What do you, what do you have that helps you be more efficient? Three assistants. You just uh, like hiring people. You like people helping I, you. I love people. I love people. And I mean, the more you take care of people, the more they take care of you. I mean, we're a team. We all get along great here. Um, just, it's just, I'm a people person. So instead of, you know, trying to use programs, let me hire somebody else, let them help, you know, pay somebody else a good living salary. So they're not having to stress, give them a great work environment. Um, I've just enjoy this. Um, right now, I mean, I don't even, I don't know if we use a whole lot of technology. I mean, we use some roadmap tools, to keep up with all of our ideas. I have tons of ideas coming with the membership, lots of cool features and functions and um, events that we'll be planning. So there's a lot going on. We And so we use like a lot of roadmap tools. Uh, my CFO, he runs them for me. So we, there's a lot that we're doing to keep up with everything. It's post-it notes, it's text messages, it's screenshots, it's on my calendar right here where you're sitting on right now. I mean, it's just all over the place. I got interviews in Australia, podcasts in Australia. I mean, that I'm doing in UK. I mean, it's all times of night. Like, Hey, can you come on at three hour time? Like what time is that? My time? They're like 2 AM. I'm like, that's what you want. I'll be there. <laughs> Tyler, let's be honest. You're on the breaker culture podcast. You can stop now. It's good. You're Perfect. good. <laughs> done. done. Hanging up my head. Uh, yeah. I'm not that cocky. I'm not that uh, naive. Um, all right, man. T tell us then let's end on this. What, who influences you, man? Like, how do you stay on top of your game with just knowledge and kind of keeping your head straight? You, you obviously, I, I, I can only imagine your background is very unique too. I'd love to know how you grew up, but we don't have to get into that, but what do you read? What that's do you, what do you that's a, that's a long story about my growing up days, but, um, <laughs> I read so many blogs, um, comments, articles from anybody and everybody uh, i'm just a sports guy we have sports center on all the time i mean the only reason that keeps me pushing is for my kids you know just to give them a much better life than i had grown up but that's that's my biggest thing i like to take care of people and that's like i said that's where this all came from taking care of people because they weren't getting taken care of started with my blog. friends uh, i want to take care of them it just spiraled what uh what do you like to read specifically give us something 
Uh, I read a lot of yeah, just a lot of ESPN articles. Okay, so you're 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 heavy into sports knowledge. Very. Gotcha. I thought maybe it'd be something like uh, Zig Ziglar or somebody like a John Maxwell or something like that. I, I read John Maxwell books. I love Zig Ziglar. Actually, came from the timeshare industry, and he's the number one quoted guy in timeshare. So, um, no, I'm very big into those too. Um, I thought you meant sports world. No, yeah, John Maxwell, John Grisham. I, I do a lot of reading. The fact that you can squeeze in reading is impressive enough. Oh, you just skip <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> so that's what we should be talking about. How in the world have you optimized your sleep? What kind of mattress do you have? Holy crap. No, no, I, have no idea. It, it, I don't know. Yeah, I, guess well, you don't I, need one sleep. I go through mattresses all the time, but it doesn't matter. You just, when you lay in bed, you can either read or do something else. You don't need to sleep. <laughs> just drink a Red Bull. You'll be fine. Oh my gosh. Red Bull to surge to, to Mountain Dew. Uh, all right. So we're going to do a giveaway here in a second, but, but I want to clarify something because I think this is kind of cool. You, you have, you mentioned 1800 cards of PSA. You have some of SGC or you did, you probably have a bunch of B, BGS. Why the heck don't you just grade your own cards through hybrid? I won't, I won't, I'll never do that. This is because I want to make sure that nobody ever has to question the authenticity of our slabs and, or ever be able to accuse any of me or my employees of grading our own cards or trying to change or fudge grade. So we, I refuse and will never allow any of my employees to grade their cards with us. Wow. Sounds like it's a weird conflict, conflict of interest. It'd be like working at McDonald's, not be able to eat their food. But this is an industry where a lot of people have been, you know, worried about sk- getting scammed and stuff. And it, it's just a lot easier. Like, hey, you just can't grade with us. Um, you know, there's PSA and BGS. There's other companies out there. We'll be the best. And I mean, if you want to grade with us, you can. You have to find a different job. But yeah. Wow. I, I first off, I truly respect that because I think in this day and age, with all the frustrations, the scams, everything else that we see, the dirtiness, that is a. Uh, that's an important clarification for people to know because you could easily, you could easily take advantage of that system. Yep. Um, nice. So wait, what are you going to defer to then? If you want to grade your own cards, you're going to defer to P- PSA or are you just going to stick with raw? What are you going to do? Right now they're all raw. <laughs> My whole collection's raw. I, I want them graded, but I'm like, I can't. <laughs> can't do it. Can't nope. pull the trigger. Well, nope. Hey, I got good news for you. If you send them in now, you're going to get them back in about 14 months from PSA. So hey, I'd be ready for the 2029 season, right? Exactly. Yep. Yep. You're, you're in good hands. I think Burrow will be in the hall of fame by then. (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's priced to be in the hall of fame already. Absolutely. My goodness. All right. So let's do a real quick giveaway. Um, how about this? And obviously you can't say this now, but whoever can guess, uh, by the, by the, I'll put a date in the show notes, whoever can guess the most graded basketball, baseball, and football player up to this point, with HGA, you can guess all three of those. We'll get hundred dollar gift card with you and a box from me. How about that? That'll work. I just got some playbook football in, so I'll give away a playbook mega box to to whoever can get that right. Um, all right, deal. Put that in the show notes, guys. I'll put the details in the show notes too. Um, Tyler, it has been awesome speaking with you. I want you to take care of your family, take care of yourself because we need you in this hobby, man. We need you. absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's been great. Looking forward to, to seeing more of HGA hybrid grading all over the marketplace. And hopefully I get my own submission this week. Hopefully. Make sure you're there at <laughs> nine. <laughs> you won't even pull the string for me. That's how I honest won't. you are. Gosh I darn won't. it. Nope. Nope. I love it. I want to do it the right way too. So good stuff, man. Right. Have Appreciate yourself an it. awesome week. All right. Thanks. You too.